you can get favorable terms from certain lenders, for example. You can get more capital from your potential investors, for example, if you have those deeper relationships. Welcome to the Immigrant Doctor Podcast, a podcast for financially focused immigrant physicians and other medical professionals looking to learn investing in the U.S. market and achieving financial freedom. Join Avishkar, the Immigrant Doctor, as he talks to high achievers and go-getters who unravel their journeys, hardships, and successes, helping you to get your financial freedom. To learn more, go to theimmigrantdoctor.com. Hi, everyone. Welcome to this episode of the Immigrant Doctor Podcast. I want to talk about how to get started in real estate today. And the reason why I wanted to do this episode was because I have had multiple people reach out to me and, you know, they've been very motivated about getting started in this. They kind of have some idea, but they don't really quite understand where to begin. So I figured let's just do an episode on this. Um, I just want to remind you that there is a small brief video course that I did create on, uh, you know, this introduction to real estate that's sitting on my website. Uh, please do check it out. That will also give you some information on on how real estate works, what are the different types of asset classes available in real estate to you. Uh, so go to www.theimmigrantdoctor.com and do check out uh, that sh- uh, short video course. Now, getting back to getting started in real estate. I think the first thing and the most important thing for real estate is actually the mindset that you work with. It is very important to understand that real estate, most of the times, is a long game. It's not a short game. Sure, there are some parts of real estate that can bring in now money. But for most part, if you're talking about passive investing, if you're talking about not worrying about your, you know, uh, about uh, the day-to-day activities, it's going to be relatively slower in your in your growth and getting the returns on it. Um, just like it would be with even with stock market, for example, right? Some of the folks had actually reached out to me and they wanted to get started in real estate, but they needed now money. And we had to figure out, well, what can you do now in real estate to get now money? If you're in that phase where you need now money, you have to understand that you will probably get a higher return on the time invested versus your capital invested in, in real estate. Um, because your time is going to be able to generate more income, you know, just like it would for a W-2 job. Um, so for that, for example, somebody's wanted to completely quit their job and they want to get into real estate, I would say probably getting into something like wholesaling, if you have no money, no reserves to, to tide over that lag phase that comes with real estate, would probably be a good option to begin, begin with, right? Um, because essentially you're, you act as a middleman. So say somebody wants to sell a property, you go to talk to them, you get in a contract with them and you have a prospective buyer lined up. You sell it to the, the buyer on a commission so that uh, that's how you get now money. So that's the, you know, the barrier to entry into wholesaling is fairly low. There's no license or anything required for it. Um, you can get started fairly quickly in it. And also the ongoing costs are fairly low. But say, for example, you have a good job or you know, you're a physician, you have uh, a great W-2 or you're a business owner and you have a great job uh, or a great source of income and you're just looking to park your money somewhere, right? But you're very excited about real estate. Well, then the question is, do you want to be active in real estate or do you want to invest passively in real estate, right? Do you want to be spending some of your time um, looking at deals, analyzing deals, underwriting deals. And what I mean by underwriting is going through the numbers, crunching the numbers. Do you want to spend time in that or not? 
are you a partnering person? And why I say that is because if you're looking at larger asset classes, you will usually require to partner with people. Or do you prefer doing your deals on your own? All of these things have to be thought about before you can start choosing what what real estate you're looking at. Um, so, for example, uh, say you have money, you know, which which is lined up, and you have extra cash on the side, and you want to put it into real estate, but you really do not want to work in it. You want to enjoy your life sitting on a beach, and but you just want your money to work for you. Well, uh, you know, investing in syndication is a great option for you because you are going to be just putting your money to work. You do not have to really manage the asset. Um, but say you want to work and manage the asset as well, then it depends whether do you want to partner with people or do you want to do it alone? If you want to do it alone, probably looking at smaller deals uh, with with less moving parts uh, would maybe a better option for you. But you know, having said that, if you have more time at hand, you can look at the, the, the moving parts, maybe getting to larger deals. Um, then if you're willing to partner, maybe looking at syndications. Uh, you know, so these are different things that you have to kind of understand uh, that go into buying real estate. And these are sort of the different flavors of real estate. Now, it's also important to understand that there are different asset classes in real estate, right? So, like for example, I invest in multifamily. Uh, and the reason being, I believe my investment ideology is that everybody needs a place to live. People may, you know, shrink down to apartments, but they would still need a roof over their head. So I think that's the premise that I use to invest in invest in uh, multifamily. I know there are there are very successful short term rental uh, owners, uh, short term rental property owners who are making a killing in this industry, and their investment ideology is completely different from my investment ideology. Right. So you have to decide what works for you. Do you want to look at hotels? Do you want to look at mobile home parks? Do you want to look at just land and conversion of the land? Do you want to look at ground up construction? Do you want to look at storage units? Do you want to look at multifamily? There are different asset classes. There are tons and tons of variations of real estate. So you have to really decide what you're looking at. Remember that, uh, you know, the as they say, the riches are in the niches. So really niching down on your asset class is going to be very, very helpful because there are experts in each asset class who can help you and who can guide you in that particular asset class. Now that you've decided, you know, what asset class that you want to invest in, the next step actually is to understand where you want to invest because, uh, you know, this is a very local market uh, dependent activity and not necessarily a national level activity. So it's going to it's gonna vary from one, one, one area versus the other, depending on the economic factors in that, in those areas, right? So you have to decide what market you're looking at and what's causing you to make those decisions. Understanding those markets going through the data that's available to you about those markets will help you make those decisions, right? What are the laws over there? Say, for example, I'm looking at multifamily. I need to understand what are the landlord laws in particular areas. Are they going to be in my favor or not? What are the tenant laws? What do I need to be careful about? And are they changing? So keeping that in mind also helps you decide what area you're looking at. So, you know, it, it's it's really about figuring out what type of an asset you're looking at and which areas you're looking at. You know, you cannot be looking at everything all across the nation. Even from my experience, I can tell you that even uh, looking at two or three, uh, you know, markets, it becomes very difficult for one person unless you're full-time into real estate. Um, 
Then the next thing that comes is understanding the basics of a deal. What I mean by that is understanding how a deal really works. So simplistically, it's essentially a transaction, right? You have money, you pay money for the, the asset, and then you buy the asset, right? Now let's talk about where this money comes from. If you're buying an asset, say you have money lying on uh, in, your, in your bank account and you want to invest that money, do you want to invest all of that money into one particular asset that you're buying versus do you want to spread it out across multiple assets? I prefer spreading it out and then putting a loan on these assets because A, it helps protect my money because it's spread out across multiple assets. B, I have a loan in place, so it helps me get higher returns on my investment because now the bank is helping me with my investment, right? Um, so it really depends on your risk profile. It really depends on what you're looking for. Um, if you are very, very, very risk averse and you just do not like having debt, then maybe just putting your entire money into uh, you know one asset is the right way for you. But I can tell you that the returns are going to be much more muted for you know investing your entire entire uh, savings into one particular asset. Secondly, you're putting your entire savings at risk by really limiting the number of assets that they are actually spread across. And so so it's important you know, to understand all of this, important to take this into mind. Again, if you are choosing to go uh, and take on debt, having that mindset about debt is very important that while debt can be your friend, but at the same time, it's sort of like a double-edged sword. So you have to be very careful with it. It has to be managed and you know tended with uh, tended for with care because if you default, that can you know cause a world of hurt to you. So that's really important to understand with respect to how it works. Uh, and of course, the next part is now that you have these things in place, you have to understand how do you underwrite a deal. So underwriting a deal basically means looking at the financials of the deal, looking at the projections based on your assessment of the market, and then creating a model around it, creating a business model around it to see what returns you're going to project on your investment that you're doing. So it's essentially coming up with a business plan of how your business is going to perform, what are your expected returns in this business, and also understanding what is your exit strategy for this business. Because uh, it's important to have multiple exit strategies in, in a business, right? You cannot just rely on one exit strategy for an asset that you buy. What, ha what would happen if that exit strategy fails? What is your fail-safe mechanism in place? So having those fail-safe mechanisms in place is also very important because you need to have those layers of protection for your capital. Next, I want to touch upon the importance of networking in, in real estate. Real estate is a very networking-heavy industry. Everything ba is based on relationships in this industry. Of course, there are, there are factors like the economy, you know, changing interest rates, whatever have you. But even with those, and I can tell you this for a fact because I've seen this happen, you can get favorable terms from certain lenders, for example. You can get more capital from your potential investors, for example, if you have those deeper relationships. And you can actually get deals um, off market, which I have gotten because of the relationships. So my deals, for example, never two or two of my deals never actually hit the market. They were never advertised. My broker just called me and said, "Hey, do you want to get into this deal?" And we were actually we we were on a, in con on a contract in within five minutes. So having that network is is key in real estate. 
it's it's very different from stock market where you don't necessarily need to have that network but here it is it is very very important i want to touch upon you know mentorship and the importance of mentorship and paying for these courses you know when i started out initially i came across a bunch of courses and they were fairly expensive um and i never understood the true value of these courses i have been very fortunate to have very good mentors and i have actually spent a lot of money on on mentorship and and you know these courses but the first time i spent the money i quickly realized the value of it firstly it's very directed say you have a mentor or you are joining a course it's very directed and you know catering to your uh your niche of real estate that you're focusing on right so you're going to get your questions answered you're talking to an expert who's who's focused on your niche um secondly you have an access to like-minded people who have probably gone say for example gone through that course in the past or have gone through those cycles in the past and they understand some of the challenges that you may face so say you face some challenge you talk to your mentor or you talk to that community you're a part of you can get those answers fairly quickly because uh more more likely than not you will find people in that group who have already faced those challenges so having that network having that mentorship is also fairly fairly important um in in real estate and you never know once you start scaling up your mentors may become your partners in the future in in your deals that you do so i i think personally paying for these mentorships uh does have its value but having said that there is definitely something to be said about the quality of mentors that you get and there's something to be said about their experience so i would not uh go with somebody who doesn't have experience or whose team doesn't have experience in doing real estate and they've just done one or two deals and they have started a mentorship program i would go with somebody who is much more experienced much more seasoned and uh, you know at the end of the day the reason why they charge that much money is because that's the value of their time so make sure that you find quality mentors and uh, and get quality education but having said that if you do not want to pay the money or you don't want to spend that much money right at the outset i would say going to these books that are available online going to you know amazon or going to any of these bigger pockets for example getting books from there is a great way to start because these books are really really packed with knowledge i have gone through a lot of books myself and they are really packed with a lot of good quality information which can really give you some solid foundation on how to how to assess real estate again depending on whatever type of real estate you're looking at all right so you have gone through some books you have gone through the change in your mindset about you know looking at this as a business you have understood that it's got it's a long game you have understood that um there are going to be ups and downs in this uh in this industry and in your business particularly you've understood that it's a lot of times will require debt and you've kind of become comfortable with it now it's time to get into your deal a lot of times people will get cold feet when they're getting into their first deal and it is but natural there's nothing unnatural about it because you know the brain will send fear signals to you because of the amount of money that's involved in this a lot of times a down payment is going to be a sizable chunk for buying say an asset uh, that you're buying a building that you're buying and it is natural to feel scared because you're committing so much money to a particular thing but i will say this uh getting into your first deal if your numbers work if you've double checked triple checked your numbers they work is going to be very important because that's really going to propel you why will it propel you because 
First, you'll get over that hump of analysis paralysis. You'll get over that hump of getting the cold feet. And more importantly, your network, the people that you're, you're you know, uh, interacting with, your broker, your lender, um, your property manager, they will understand that you're an action taker, which is very, very important in this real estate industry. People want to partner with people who are action takers, not people who are sitting on the sidelines. This is not to say that you go and buy anything and everything that somebody sends you. This is to say that if you are getting a deal where the numbers are working, it is time to pull the trigger. It is important to do that. Otherwise, the brokers will not be sending you deals very shortly after that because they only have so much patience. Their business model depends on people doing these transactions. And so they cannot keep waiting and hoping for you to do a transaction uh, if you're not going to pull the trigger. So make sure when you're ready to get to your deal, you're absolutely ready before you commit to it. Otherwise, your your deal flow will sort of dry up. Um, then now that you've acquired the asset, right, what comes next? The key is not in acquiring, just acquiring the asset. The key is also in managing it. You can get a very good quality asset, but you may not be able to manage it properly. So what do you do about that? Well, you got to understand how assets work. You may want to get a property manager in place. Um, you know, you may want to talk to people who are managing um, their assets. Um, some of the resources I think for for you to understand better would be like joining your local RIA, lo- joining your local investor meetups, uh, and going to these meetups, talking to other people who are in real estate. I think nowadays um, social media is abound with these people who are you know, want, uh, who are already good at real estate and uh, they're wanting to help other people get into real estate. So actually talking with people would be really, really helpful. Um, this is my short podcast episode on how to get started in real estate. I hope you guys enjoy it. Please do check out my video course that I've created. It's on my website, www.theimmigrantdoctor.com and I'll see you in the next episode. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Immigrant Doctor Podcast. If you would like to learn more, head to www.theimmigrantdoctor.com. See you again soon on another episode and another amazing journey.